Welcome to the latest episode of Women's Hockey Digest. I'm your host, Stephen Edwards, and today I'm delighted to be joined by Corrine Bowie and Rachel Aid. First up is Corrine Bowie. Delighted to welcome to the podcast, Corrine Bowie from the Buffalo Buttes. Corrine, thanks so much for joining me. How's it going? I'm great. Uh, thanks for having me on today. Hey, it's a pleasure to speak to you. As always, when we get to this time of the week, we've got the uh, weekend of action coming up. But before we get to that, let's give the fans of the podcast and the NWHL a chance to get to know you better. So where did you grow up and when did you first start playing hockey? I grew up in Edina, Minnesota, and I started playing hockey at about six years old. Um, it's Edina is a huge hockey community, and um, obviously Minnesota is known as the state of hockey so I wanted to be a hockey player just like everybody else around me. Excellent and was there any particular players you enjoyed watching growing up or did you root for the Minnesota hockey team? Yeah they actually didn't exist until I was about 10. I think 2001 is when the Wild um, actually came into the NHL but um, when they did I was a fan of Marion Gabrick and um, also growing up, I was able to watch my high school team, the the Edina girls varsity hockey team. Um, I watched them, and I would also watch the Gopher women's hockey team. They had players like Gigi Marvin, which is crazy that uh, I ended up being her teammate later on. But I would watch her as a young kid with the Gophers. Yeah, there was a bit of a, a time period um, around about sort of thing when you was born and growing up where Minnesota didn't have an NHL team. And unfortunately, I show my age a lot on this podcast because I remember Minnesota when they had the North Stars before they went to Dallas. So that's where Minnesota yeah. hockey starts for me. And, and Mike Madano is obviously one of the famous players to play in Minnesota during, during that time. And then obviously being a big part of taking that team down to Dallas as well. So... Yeah, there was a bit of a, a gap there, but obviously the world has filled that void now. Yep. It's been great to have a team. and um, But my parents, for sure, were big North Stars fans growing up. Did they transfer down to become Dallas Stars fans, or were they just waiting around until a new team came in to Minnesota? They uh, just waited till the Wild came around, and now they're always watching the Wild game and texting me. My mom's always like, the Wild are playing, and... I have an NHL subscription, so I can watch on my computer. So it's pretty nice. They're not having as great of a season as they did last year. It's a bit of a rough time for Wild fans. I, I talk about this on various other outlets that I, I talk hockey yeah. on. And it's um, yeah, it, it's a tough time right now. But I always view the Wild as being one of those teams, if they can get into the playoffs, then they can do some damage there because they seem to always play that playoff-style hockey. So you never know what might happen. Yeah, I agree. But, you know, last year they had such a great season and then they made it to the playoffs and choked in the first round. So I'll have faith over next time. But uh, last year just kind of took the wind out of my sails. Let's talk more about yourself. So you played your college hockey at Providence. What do you remember most about your time there? Um, I just have a lot of pride in being a friar. Like, just a great hockey school and um the coaching staff was amazing and being able to play in hockey east it was just such good competition and um i had a great time being able to be a part of that 
And after Providence, you spent a year in the CWHL before joining the NWHL. At what point did you think you would be able to continue playing hockey after college? I guess I just wasn't ready to be done with my hockey career. And knowing that that existed and and it was so close to where I had gone to college and my sister was living in Boston at the time, so I was able to move in with her and try out for the Boston Blades and make the team and then with the founding of the NWHL, I knew that that was something that I wanted to be a part of. What's it like to be known as an NWHL original? You know, when I, it's, I don't really think of it that often, but when I do step back and, and think that we are really the pioneers of this, it's pretty amazing. And I'm, I just feel really lucky to that I was at this moment in time, that it was the right, right time, right place. And, um, it's thanks to all the women before me who paved the way and have been playing for years without without having all the things that we have today. So it's pretty awesome. It is, and obviously we'll be interested to see how the league grows over the next few years because there's so many things happening right now. But obviously you've been in the league now three years and you've had a lot of success in the league. You've, I mean, you've won championships the first two years in the NWHL, you won a championship in the CWHL. And Dan Rice asked on the back end of that, which of your championships is the most memorable? I have to say that my championship with the Buffalo Buttes was the most memorable, not only because I did end up scoring the game-winning goal, mm. but just because we were the underdogs so much and nobody really expected us to win. And, um, you know, playing against, the Olympian stacked team, my former team, the Boston Pride. Um, it was kind of like David versus Goliath. <laughs> and um, it was so amazing to be able to bring a championship to Buffalo because they just have so much pride in their sports. And to be able to do that for them was was awesome. Not to talk about the NHL Sabres too much, but they haven't really had the best of times. So to to have a championship brought to the city by the Buttes is a tremendous achievement. And I was only just re-watching back that game earlier on today. And the goal you scored was a tremendous goal to win the Cup. Thank you. Thank you. It was, yeah, it was that extra cushion that we needed. And it was crazy that they ended up coming back at the end and almost tying it up but um it was one of the most exciting goals I've ever scored probably the the most exciting goal I've ever scored so people must view as a bit of a good luck charm bearing in mind the championships in in three years in a row and obviously looking to try and add to that at the end of this season I guess so I try not to think of it too much as we go through the season but um yeah it's been an amazing three years and I've been very fortunate to have been on amazing like be on great teams that have uh, had championships so I don't know what it is but it's been it's been a ride who have been some of your favorite teammates to play with you know Courtney Kanichika is a really fun player to play with as far as in the offensive zone because she's so crafty with the puck and will find you when you're between players she'll find a way to to get the puck through people, saucer pass it to you. Um, another player that I loved to play with was Janine Weber in college because she's 
such a she's just a great person on the like and she's a hard worker and just a great person also um Jillian Dempsey it was fun to play with her again in Florida um she's just really got a big personality and she just loves the game of hockey so she really spreads that passion and um yeah, it's also fun to play with my roommate, Jordan Burns. Um, it's just awesome to be on the same team with her because I never would have expected it. I grew up with her in Minnesota playing against each other as kids. So when I found out that she was uh, playing for the Buttes, I was just so surprised and we ended up rooming together. And it's been a lot of fun to be playing professional hockey with her out here in Buffalo, New York of all places who would have thought two Minnesotans, but yeah. If someone had told you back then as a kid, as you just mentioned there to both of you that you would be playing in a women's professional hockey league, the NWHL, what would you have said? I would have totally been so happy because hockey's always been like a dream of mine to pursue, but I definitely would have been surprised Buffalo, New York of all places. Um, I hope that in the years to come, they can expand to Minnesota because there's so many talented hockey players in Minnesota and um, so many girls that played in college and I grew up playing with that I, I know could play in this league, but we'll see. Hopefully that'll happen in the next years because there's been a lot happening just in these first two uh, or first three years of the league. So it'll be exciting to see. Talking to Minnesota for a moment, whilst you mentioned that, of course, the All-Star Weekend is taking place in St. Paul in in a couple of weeks' time, and you'll be a part of Team Art. This isn't your first time as an All-Star. I mean, I'd imagine you're really looking forward to it. And also, will it be a bit strange playing against some of your Buttes teammates? Yeah, it'll definitely be fun, funny to play against my Buttes teammates, but I did that last year too, and um, I'm, just, I'm just so excited for the weekend to be able to play in front of by in my home state and in front of family and friends and you know all my extended family who don't get the chance to fly out to buffalo all the time and that another thing i'm so happy about is that the wild are partnering up for the weekend and letting us skate at their home rink that is just huge to me so it'll definitely be fun to skate against uh some of my buttes teammates so Got Jordan Burns, Lisa Chesson, Sarah Edney, right? It'll be fun. Shoot on Lev. <laughs> I was just about to say, yeah. um, that's going to be fun, isn't it? Um, a bit of a, yeah. an opportunity not only to do that, but I would imagine if you do get the goal, I'm sure you might let Lev hear about it in the locker room the following weekend. Yeah, that'll be fun. So let's close on some Buttes hockey just before I let you go. And Matt Smith asks, how did it feel to be chosen as captain of the Buttes on the heels of winning the Cup? Well, it's a huge, huge honour to to be given that. Um, and, you know, I've been around the league. And, but there's so many leaders on the team that it's, you know, because everybody has been a leader growing up and in their college team and everything. So the role of... I just try to lead by example and just be myself. And 
they make it an easy job for me. And of course, going into the weekend, the Buttes have a, another big matchup and you, you've won four games in a row now. What are your thoughts on this coming weekend's game? This is a huge game for us and we're um, fighting to get a home playoff game. So, And the Boston Pride are they're always a tough team to play against and they've got a lot of talented players. So, But we've got a lot of momentum and we've got a home crowd and um, I know we can do it. I'd love to get that fifth win in a row, so I'm really excited for the weekend. Should be another great game. And and one last thing, yep. just before I let you go, um, of course, being from Minnesota, we have the Super Bowl in Minnesota in just over a week's time. So the big question for yourself Crazy. is, who's going to win Super Bowl 52? Is it the Philadelphia Eagles or is it those New England Patriots? If I were to bet, I would bet the... The Patriots, Tom Brady, he's a legend. But I'm still heartbroken about my Vikings losing. They got absolutely embarrassed. And I was so hoping that they were going to be make, playing in Minnesota in their own Super Bowl. But, yeah, I'd have to go with the Patriots and Tom Brady. Anyone who hasn't done this uh, yet and you own an Alexa, if you ask Alexa, Alexa will actually turn around and tell you that the Philadelphia Eagles are going to win. For anyone that hasn't done that already, it's quite funny. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Tried it the other night and Alexa said Philadelphia Eagles. Huh. I wonder if that's like statistically, like what what the, that comes from. Don't know where it comes from. Alexa does give reasons behind why the Philadelphia Eagles are going to win the games. It's not just a... Philadelphia Eagles and that's it so yeah if you have an Alexa at home give it a go and ask Alexa who will win the Super Bowl because you will get an answer I will I was given one for Christmas and I haven't really tested it out that much I I did the setup but I haven't really used it a lot yet so I'll have to give that a try there you go Corrine I'd like to thank you for joining me today and obviously I'd like to wish you and the Buttes, all the best for the rest of the season. And enjoy the All-Star Weekend, because I think it's going to be phenomenal. Thank you so much for having me on today. really appreciate it. Great stuff from Corrine. Now time for Rachel Aid. Delighted to welcome to the podcast, Rachel Aid from the Connecticut Whale. Rachel, thanks so much for joining me. How's it going? It's going well. Thanks for having me. Hey, it's a pleasure to have you on. It's uh, Another great weekend coming up of hockey, and we'll get to talk about the whale very, very shortly. But let's give the listeners to the podcast and the fans of the NWHL a chance to get to know you a bit better. So where did you grow up, and when did you first start playing hockey? Okay, so I grew up in Florida, like Orlando, Florida, specifically, and I actually started playing hockey around age five. So you're one of the uh, contingent of uh, Florida ladies that are in the league then? Yes, um, actually we have four on our team alone, but yes, I'm one of the one of the four. You started playing college hockey at the University of Vermont. What do you remember most about your time there, both on and off the ice? That's a tough one. Um, I think just, as always, the people. I mean, it's always great to play on a team and you know, you're always learning and developing you know, at each level you go to, but... I think it's really the people you meet and the relationships you create. Um, you know, I took away some best friends from there and some great memories with those people. And I think, you know, 
you can almost say about every team, and it's kind of cliche, but that would probably be what I would take away most from there. And after college, you obviously started playing in the NWHL. How did that opportunity come about? So uh, I think it might be similar or maybe even like a little bit different to um, other people who are in the league now. But when I first started playing college, this wasn't an option for us. Um, So I actually had no initial plans to continue my career after college until about almost towards the middle of my senior year uh, in college. And so from there, um, with the help of a friend uh, who worked with the University of Vermont, um, I started reaching out to coaches and kind of, you know, saying, hey, you know, I'm interested and so forth. And then there was also the free agency camp that was in, I believe, the end of May, um, which I attended. And basically, after doing both of those two things, I had um, a few of the teams reach out and kind of say, you know, they're interested in me. And from there, it was just kind of talks of, you know, contracts, location, you know, deciding, you know, which area would fit me better, which team fit me better in terms of the role I play. Um, and then from there, I signed with the Whale. How do you think you settled in so far? Um, I feel like I've settled in pretty well. Um, it always takes, you know, an adjustment, you know, each time you move up to a new level. But I feel like I've uh, settled well into the pace and kind of even the more the mental speed of the game um, pretty well. It's like a, it's not uh, too much different from college, but definitely there are definitely some differences. Talking about those differences, Matt Smith asked on Twitter, what is different for you in playing professionally versus the NCAA? So I think for me, um, it's mostly the strategic side. Um, there's a different, you know, level. The speed changes in a way that's not, you know, entirely um, physical speed, but the pace of the game changes almost because of the mental side. And so I think that's a big difference. Um, four checks, you know, um, breakouts, that forth you have to think a little differently and be able to pick up things, you know, a little quicker. And, you know, you have one last second because not because someone's so much faster than it was in college, but because someone's, you know, reading it quicker or they put themselves two steps ahead where maybe someone who was in college might've only put themselves one step ahead. So that kind of thing. Do you set yourself any personal goals coming into this season? Personal goals. Yes. Um, I set myself, I wanted to, you know, definitely be a regular in the lineup, I wanted to, you know, contribute um, and kind of be some of an impact player by the end of the season for both, you know, defense and offense. Um, and I'm still looking for that first goal. <laughs> so hopefully that will come soon. But that was another goal I set for myself to, you know, really um, contribute points-wise as well. For forwards, you always say kind of like get the, the monkey off your back to get that first goal. But I think your first professional goal in hockey is a very special moment. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I think uh, if someone emulates that anymore, I think Emily Flute pretty much um, showed that with her body language in terms of her first goal. It's definitely a great moment. And talking about game day, do you have any rituals? Um, yes and no. Um, I try to stay somewhat, uh, I guess for lack of a better term, ritual-less because <laughs> I feel like sometimes you get too focused on all the stars aligning and something that happen or something changes and, you know, all of a sudden, you know, you're not going to have a good game. But I do have a few, which um, also in terms of warm-ups. Um, after warm-ups, you know, we do a team one. And then for myself, you know, I do a few stretches 
um, you know, in a certain order. And then I do three handstands before I go in to get dressed. Um, and that's kind of my more specific and kind of very ritual thing that I do. Talking about the whale and the season so far, what are your thoughts on the season for the whale? My thoughts would be that I think we did come out strong and surprise some people. Um, I do think we kind of lost a little bit that as we started moving forward. Um, I think some other people found kind of their niche a little more and we started kind of, you know, losing grasp of that. However, I feel like since coming back from the end of the season after, you know, having a really good game against um, the Korea team, I think we started kind of picking that up more and our chemistry started, you know, coming together. And I think it's shown the past couple of games, you know, maybe not on the scoreboard, but I think in the control and the dominance of puck possession and defensive zone, I think that's really shown. So I think we're on an upward um, progression right now. And I think some teams should kind of look out and, you know, we'll be ones to watch. I know this season the Whale have found it a struggle at times to score, but I definitely think there has been offensive improvement as we've got into 2018. Yeah, I, I, I think so too. It's, um, I think it's a really good, you know, at the end of the day, um, playoffs are, you know, one game or, you know, a short amount of games in terms of winning. And coming into the, you know, your niche and your chemistry of the team it really is most important you know at the end of the day you know during that time period I think. How important do you feel the seedings will become playoff time after the recent announcement regarding how the playoffs will work? I think it will be somewhat important um, anytime you can have a home ice um, advantage that's always you know it definitely helps um, in terms of rest in terms of mental in terms of the ice but I don't think it will be something that's critical, um, not yet at least. And I think, you know, we'll still have a good chance whether we're home or away to really, you know, show the progression that we're starting on. Things are beginning to take shape in the standings. And, of course, this weekend you get another crack at the Riveters. What are your thoughts on that game? My thoughts on that game are really just – I think it's going to be a test to kind of show – you know, whether we win or we lose, I think it'll be a test to really show um, how close and how much of a battle we can really put up with them. I think, you know, they are a great team. You know, they do um, have a lot of really good working components, but I think it'll be an opportunity for us to show that maybe the gap isn't so far. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, isn't it? And all part of beating the Riveters is kind of stopping that offensive juggernaut and also trying to get past Katie Fitzgerald in net as well, which is always very, very difficult. Yes, uh, definitely. And I think the other thing too is, you know, I don't know how much the other teams really possess the puck in their offensive zone, but really putting some pressure on their D side of the game because I feel that that probably doesn't get as much um, limelight since they are such an offensive team. It's going to be a fun game that's part of this weekend's action. And just moving away from that for a moment, Dan Rice sent in a question saying, favourite thing to do on the bus during a road trip? <laughs> favourite thing to do? Well, I don't know. Sleep's, sleep's up there a bit for me. I'm one who sleeps a lot. But I think um, one of my favourite things to do is just kind of listen to music and you know have some good conversations with a teammate. You know, anytime you travel, it's always a great opportunity to get closer to people and you know, really get to know them better. So 
think that's probably my favorite thing to do. Moving away from the whale, Leon Wedden asks, if the NWHL was to expand further, what city would help the women's game grow the most? I think right now, with the way um, things have been done, where certain events have been held, I think Pittsburgh, um, something in Pennsylvania, would be a great addition. I think you know it's the right amount of distance right now from where all the other teams are. I think they've already shown that you know there's a decent fan base for even you know since we don't even have a team there. Um, so I think that would be a great addition and kind of really help move our league forward. Yes, is it? I mean, Pittsburgh has obviously looked at from the, the All Star Weekend last season and having another game there. And of course, you're going to be testing out the water as well in in St. Paul when the All Star Weekend comes up, and that's obviously going to be a fun weekend for everyone involved as well. Yeah, I think so too. The only thing I'd have to say about some of those um, cities so far is just the travel and the, uh, I guess, accessibility right now in terms of the other four teams that are already established. You know, that, that definitely would be tough in terms of just planning one team there. But I think it'll be a great way to show, you know, potentially how much fan base could be there, you know, if we would expand West. Um, and plus, just even put on the show as great as the All-Star game will be will be awesome. That's going to be another fun weekend, and that's all part of the um, the latter part of the NWHL season. But just before we let you go, Rachel, just one final question for you. Now, would you rather be featured on an NWHL trading card or be in a video game with the NWHL as part of it? That is a tough one. I've got to go video game. Um, I went to school for computer science, and I love video games, so I think that has to kind of edge out trading card a little bit. Um, that would be pretty amazing. Would you mess around with your ratings if you weren't happy? <laughs> um. Mm. I don't think so. I think, you know, at the end of the day, you got to take constructive criticism. And, you know, if that's what the rating I get, I think I would, you know, at least try to prove that maybe I could still do what I wanted to do with the rating I had. (laughs) On that note, Rachel, I'd like to thank you for joining me today. And I'd like to wish you and the whale all the best for the rest of the season. Thank you. I appreciate that. It was great talking to you. Excellent stuff from Rachel. And that just about wraps up tonight's episode. I'd like to thank tonight's guest for joining me on Women's Hockey Digest. Every week I'll be joined by players from the NWHL to discuss hockey and much more. But for now, I've been your host Stephen Edwards. You can find me on Twitter at TalkSportsStephen. You can find the podcast at WH Digest. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or your podcast app. All the details will be in the episode notes. But until next time, it's a good night for me.